0: Thank you for joining us for this week's 908 message. 908 is a contemporary student-led ministry based out of Concordia St. Paul. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you join us some Wednesday night and are blessed through the words of our speaker. Speaker tonight, uh, Amy Gunderman. I just have to say as a grown-up, it really is um, an incredible blessing to be led in worship by you um, and be a part of this tonight. So thank you guys for blessing my life. Um, So I'm Amy Gunderman. Um, I am the community organizer basically for this neighborhood. The Lexington Hamlin Community Council is a 501c3 organization, so I'm their executive director and Um, And if you didn't know that, you are sitting currently right now in the Lexington-Hamlin neighborhood of St. Paul. So um, it's a really cool story. They organized um, grassroots about 50 years ago exactly. We're celebrating 50 years this year. So um, I work for them, and Concordia is in that neighborhood too. So we've had a really um, great relationship with Concordia as an institution over those years too. And I work at St. Stephanus, um, a church in Frogtown. I do the contemporary worship there. Um, on Sundays. So, And then I have three kids who are here tonight. My fan club is here. <laughs> so that's kind of my life in a nutshell. And I'm married to Pastor Tom. So if you didn't know that, I think yeah. probably figured that out. Yeah. Um, so I graduated from Concordia here um, from the DCO program with a cross-cultural emphasis. Um, and so that's kind of that's a window into my heart too and um, what I'm about. So kind of interesting, Tom worked Um, For my organization, exactly 20 years before I did, um, he worked there before we met, and then um, exactly 20 years ago now, I worked in campus ministry where he's working here at Concordia, Um, so that was 1999, so anyway, we're kind of doing this thing. And I also wanna do a shout out to Sam White because he has been on our board of directors for Lexham for the last couple years. Um, He's stepped away now um, because he's doing student teaching and other stuff that keeps him busy. So um, I would definitely welcome, if anyone's interested in community organizing or activism or advocacy or just how a nonprofit works, um, I'd welcome a conversation with you. Um, We'd love to have another student from Concordia on our board. It's a great voice to have um, in our neighborhood. Moving on to the topic that I wanted to talk about today, the concept of living vulnerably to express the love of Jesus to those around you. So loving your neighbor is something you've probably heard a lot about. That's what we're going to focus on today. And obviously, that's what I spent a lot of time thinking about. Um, I met with the Propel ladies earlier this year, and we talked um, about community and just did some exploring of the circles of communities that you guys are a part of. Um, so everyone of you has been placed into this, this tapestry of circles that make up your community and God has very intentionally placed you in that in that spot with all of those circles and some of them are ones that you choose to be a part of and some of them are not so you're born into a family or adopted into a family Um, didn't have a choice in that but those are the people that are um, core to your life Um, you live somewhere and you maybe chose, chose where you were going to live but you didn't choose all the people that would be your neighbors and the people that are living in close proximity to you so um Maybe you have um, an illness or have had something tragic happen, which makes you connected to another circle of people that don't live near you. So all of this makes up your, your unique community. And we naturally invest in those things. We naturally invest in, in your jobs and in the people that you know through other activities and the people that you live near. But I want to re-examine that a little bit today and put a little more emphasis on vulnerability and humbling ourselves um, in service to the people that are around us. Um, giftedness is something that I've heard and thought a lot about in my life as a Christian. Um, we talk a lot about what are your gifts. Maybe you've taken surveys, to, um, things to kind of explore that and figure out where you should um, put your energy so that your gifts can be used. And I think that's, that's useful and good. But I also think um, we need to maybe step back from that sometimes and and make sure that we've removed any ego that goes with that um, and make sure that, that what we're doing is meeting people's needs in order to glorify God and um, so to back away from something because that's not your gift set or something um, I want you to to rethink that if that if that's something that you tend to do um, really think about how it, it glorifies God so I just want to share Matthew 5 verse 16 in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven now of course i DCO person, um, articulating the gospel with words is really important to me, and I don't want you to hear me say that that's not important because it is. Um, But in this verse, there's no hearing involved at all. It was seeing, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So according to that verse, how do we express the gospel best? We do it by loving people through our deeds. How do we know how to love them? By getting close to them. But will I get hurt? Probably. That's what it means to be vulnerable. It's like the definition that you put yourself in a spot where you're taking a risk, where you're putting yourself in a place where you could get hurt. But that is, that's the only way for you to make yourself accessible to them in a closeness um, where you can have a conversation about Jesus. The lyrics in that last song were just perfect about brokenness and what God does with that and makes it beautiful beautiful. And so God needs us to be in that place where we can share our own brokenness and be vulnerable with the people around us that we care about, um, especially when it comes to expressing the gospel. And also remember Jesus is our protector, our redeemer. Um, This world is not our home. This is not the end. Um, Any discomfort, any fear, any things that we experience here, this is not um, ultimately where we're headed. So we're going to have to expect some of that um, this side of heaven. So going back to kind of um, serving and how that maybe interfaces with your gift set or not. Um, Now that I'm a grown-up, I've learned that um, a lot of caring about other people involves preparing food and then cleaning up after that. (laughs) And I never liked that. If anybody asked me, you know, the gift of hospitality, no. I I mean, you know, you kind of eat because you have to. Um, But everybody, everybody should plan on That being what you do to care about the people around you. You should plan on getting dirty and cleaning up the mess. That is an everyday thing that we should all plan on doing, and we should be looking for those. Um, This uh, scripture, well, I'm going to say, so love your neighbor as yourself is something that we've heard a lot. We're very familiar with that phrase. Um, Does anyone know where it comes in the Bible first, where it shows up first in the Bible? Any guesses? Leviticus 19.18, which is the Old Testament. It says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And that comes right before the verse that says, do not wear clothing woven of two kinds of material. So this is all very helpful information that we apply on a regular basis. So we maybe dismiss that that list of do's and don'ts, but it's in there. Um, Love your neighbor as yourself. Of course, it's mentioned in the Gospel. Every one of the Gospels talks about this concept. In fact, uh, Matthew mentions it three times specifically. Love your neighbor as yourself. My guess is Jesus said this a lot. If all four of the people who shared their testimony about Jesus' life and what he said included that phrase. Um, This is important to Jesus. In fact, in in Luke um, one of the places where um, that's mentioned, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So we hear, we hear this, love God, love your neighbor. Love God, we know that's important. Like, duh, that's like, the big one. And then love your neighbor is right up there. Those are the two things. So this is really important. And it, it should be something that's on our mind a lot. Looking for opportunities. Um, looking for, for places where there's a mess that we can help clean up. Um, so so that, that reference of Luke um, 10 that I just read um, is Jesus talking. And does anyone know what story he tells next to illustrate how to do that? It's a parable that you all know, probably. Good Samaritan, very good. So a a great story of vulnerability of um, a man who is beat to the point of death. That's like a serious beating. And then most of the people choose to pass on the wrong, on the other side of the road to avoid helping him. And then the Good Samaritan comes and This is like the definition of vulnerability. He bandages the wounds, he pours on oil and wine. This is is getting dirty, this is cleaning up a mess. He puts him on his own donkey, he takes him someplace to be cared for. This is being vulnerable, this is putting yourself, this is pouring yourself out. And not only that, he says, I'll come back and pay whatever you owe. This is what Jesus asks of us. This is, this is the illustration. This is what we are, are expected to do. This is the, de- the definition of loving your neighbor as yourself. We have to go that far? And then the kicker in this story, of course, is that it's, it's the Samaritan who does the right thing. So he's the one that was considered not even like fully human in the, in the eyes of this, the audience that Jesus is talking to. A Samaritan? So when Jesus asks, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law, so the Jewish leader, replied, the one who had mercy on him. He couldn't even bring himself to say the Samaritan. Jesus referred to the person in the story as the Samaritan. But the answer was the one who had mercy on him. They couldn't even say it was the Samaritan who did the right thing. So translate that however you want. There's, there's very clear lines that we're experiencing now um, that people don't cross. So maybe you could... Put political parties into this story, and imagine um, one being on the side of the road needing help and the other helping. Um, if it were my husband, I'm sure he'd use a sport analogy, but I won't do that. So, so that's how Jesus illustrated it for us with, with a story about the Good Samaritan. And then how did Jesus demonstrate this vulnerable servitude that he asks of us as his, his followers? Um, There's a part of the the scripture, um, I'm going to read to you just a couple verses. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him, getting dirty, cleaning up the mess. This is Jesus, obviously, washing his disciples' feet the week that he died. And John, who's describing it, doesn't just say he washed the disciples' feet that night. He takes the time to lay out all these phrases and describes it in great detail. He got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing. He wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured the water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him great detail to say he didn't just do this thing that a servant does he dressed as the servant he became the servant he got the water himself he bent down he used the towel he did the whole thing so king of the world redeemer obviously the rabbi that these disciples were following one that spoke with authority this is, this is the light this is the way this is the truth this is the word that became flesh So what I love here is that after Jesus describes with the Good Samaritan story, this is what I this is what I want from you and how you should treat one another, then he demonstrates it with this incredible vulnerability and this fluidity. Because just before this story, maybe a chapter before or so in some of the gospels, it describes Jesus' feet being washed by a woman, where she pours oil, very expensive perfume on him and dries his feet with her hair, he becomes the one who is served he becomes the one who is the guest and here he he is the servant and he is the host he has this way of being in and out and he demonstrates that even as the king of the world he becomes the servant so that i think is the picture that he wants us to have you become vulnerable so that when you have needs someone can meet those needs that you're close to and then you're watching for when they have needs that you can meet and you become the servant, and you become the host, and you get dirty, and you clean up the mess. So what happens after this, after he washes their feet? That's when the Gospels describe his betrayal, his arrest, his beating and whipping, a crown of thorns pushed onto his head, a crucifixion and a death. He redeemed the world by getting dirty and cleaning up the mess. So let's, let's step into that vulnerability, that same vulnerability, as we love our neighbor. Even, even just one neighbor, be vulnerable as you care for those in your circles, in your community, the place where God has put you very intentionally. But also to the one that's on the other side of the line from you, the one who looks like a monster to you, the one who won't look you in the face and won't call you by your name, the one that you don't think is really human. And also to those, like Jesus demonstrated, to those that you're called to lead, remember to serve them too. Express the love of Jesus by getting dirty, cleaning up the mess. Amen. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Go in peace.